0: Hello and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 42, which is an extra bonus episode. It was supposed to come out on Halloween and... Okay, I'm going to interrupt myself like right right off the bat here. Um, I've been working on this episode for like two, three weeks, and everything that has gone wrong has gone wrong. I was supposed to come out as a bonus episode, so... I'm gonna you're gonna hear me talk about this being a bonus episode and it's not I just wanted to interrupt and clear that up first thing that way you understand that I actually recorded all of the shit and I've been trying to put it out for quite a while and I just it's yeah anyway all right back to a regular scheduled podcast stinking retrograde has seriously kicked my ass this time. Like, for real. Um, the shadow whooped my butt. I swear to god, like, I swear Mercury has pre-gamed in my household for the past, like, two weeks. And now that it is actually in retrograde right now, it really has affected everything (laughs) technology-related for me lately. So, Oh my gosh, I'm getting this out late and I apologize for it. I promised you some more spooky stories. I thought I would also include um, El Dia de Muertos in this episode because I think there's a lot of different views on like what it is and if it's the same as Samhain or the same as Halloween and it is not. So, I thought I would really quickly go over just what that is, um, who celebrates it, because there was a whole bunch of stuff online, and of course, it's retrograde, and it's a touchy subject. It's um, a faith-based celebration, and appropriation is kind of a big deal, so I really wanted to tell you guys about the holiday very quickly. I do not celebrate it, so I am not an expert in this. Um, I just wanted to get the information out for you guys, so Halloween is an Americanized version um, of basically Samhain or All Saints Day, that sort of thing. So we got the Americanized version of things. Then we have Samhain, which is the pagan celebration that we just did, and then we have the Day of the Dead, or Dia de Muertos, Um, and that's a Mexican holiday that's celebrated in Mexico, I think in Central and South uh, as well. It's a multi-day holiday, so they get together. It's beautiful costumes. The pageantry is absolutely stunning. If you look at the pictures online of some of the celebrations, it's absolutely just a pleasure to look at all the beautiful imagery. Um, so anyway, they get together and they celebrate the family members, their friends that have passed on. It's more of a celebration rather than a day of mourning. I really, really like it. I think it's pretty freaking cool. I wish that death could be celebrated more instead of, I mean, it's not like it's fun. I don't want to die. I'm not, saying that it's going to be fun to die. But I think death is part of life. And if we would embrace it in a more positive way, maybe we would be less afraid of it and have less um, trauma trauma associated with the fear of dying. Like I know a lot of people who just live in fear of dying every day and it keeps them from living their life so I'll get off that soapbox right now, (laughs) but anyway. Some of the origins of this. Some historians have traced this holiday back to the indigenous observances dating back like hundreds of years back to the Aztecs. I thought it was really freaking cool. Um, There's a goddess. (laughs) Yikes. I'm not going to remember. I have no idea how to say this, so I am going to put it in the show notes, but it is, hmm, do I even I don't even know if I should even try to hang on. They have a pronunciation here. Miktakasi what? Oh god, yeah, I screwed that up. So anyway, I'm gonna put that. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes, but anyway, it was an Aztec, um, literally translated Lady of the Dead, or the Queen of Death, um, she ruled the underworld, um, and ruled over the afterlife, I thought that was really cool with her husband, who has another very equally hard name to pronounce, which I'm not going to attempt, because I just screwed up the last one, but anyway, I thought it was really neat that that tradition, their Day of the Dead goes clear back to the Aztecs and celebrating death and remembering our loved ones and our ancestors. And it's really, really beautiful, but it is not the same as Samhain. It's a completely separate holiday. (laughs) Um, and the the reason I wanted to touch on it is because I have noticed (laughs) a lot of drama online, a lot of bickering about people that use, um, that beautiful face paint for their Halloween costumes, and I am not of that culture, so I have, I have no really any right to say anything. All, all that I will say is that it's stunning. Um, I absolutely love the colors and the brightness. I don't know why, but I'm just so drawn to, to that celebration. Um, I have no roots in that, um, area that I know of. (laughs) Um, But I just wanted to say that it is different. So, let's just put that, we'll table that for a while until somebody else has something to say about it or... Complains about it or asks a question. But anyway, um, I promised you some spooky stories, and I do have a couple of those. Mercury retrograde has screwed up all kinds of things, I think, for so many people. I was going to get a whole bunch, but I appreciate the people that I asked and the people that have had struggles. I am so sorry that technology is whooping your butt right now. We are all in the same boat. But I ended up getting a couple really awesome stories that I'm going to share with you. But first, I wanted to share a really weird story, spooky story (laughs) of my own with you guys. So we used to have um, music concerts um, series out at my ranch. So we would have like two days worth of usually some kind of country music. I do not like country music, (laughs) but that's what's popular in the area and it's my dad's, it was my dad's uh, music festival. So he's the one that put it on and I, or he funded it and told me what bands he wanted, and then I put it on. So anyway, we were at one of them. One of them was going on, and a bunch of us wanted to go. We have like a tenant house on the ranch. So we have my house, and then we have a, a house that we would have the people that we were, that we used to have hired to work the ranch with us. Well, it's vacant, but we use it we used to use it during these concert series for band members or anybody that's staying, need, that needed a place to stay that's helping with the concert, they would stay there. So a bunch of us decided we wanted to go down there and I don't even know what the hell we wanted. We had been drinking a little bit, of course. <laughs> so there was like four or five of us all hopped in like this Side by side thing. It was like a off road vehicle. So we we were driving from the concert arena area to this house, which is I don't know, three hundred yards away maybe. So we're driving down there, and we get down there, and nobody wants to go in the house at night because we've always called it since we were kids. We were like, this place is haunted. Um, Duh, the entire place is haunted. But back then, we were like. This is creepy down here. Um, there'd been a couple people die in the in that vicinity um of the tenant house. So and we knew about it when we were kids, so it was like scary and creepy. And even as an adult putting on this concert, I was like, God, I don't want to go down there. But we did. So I we all went down there and we get to the house and we and there's there's no lights on. You know, we're weird. I am a weird lights person like right now in the house it is 333 (laughs) that's kind of weird 333 and I have no lights on in the house um because I like to use natural light and I don't like wasting electricity (laughs) so anyway all the lights were off (laughs) and it's nighttime. it's like I don't know probably close to midnight and we needed to go in the house to get whatever somebody needed something from in there So we all pile out of the side by side, and we're all creeped out, and we've already been teasing each other, like, ooh, we're going to see a ghost, blah, blah, whatever, and uh, we get out, and it's a two-story old house that was built in 1912, so it's old as shit. (laughs) So we look up, because somebody's like, oh my god, and they pointed up to the second floor, and there's a window that looks out towards the front where we were standing, and it turned on. And we were like, no way, I have not been drinking enough for that to be like something I'm making up in my head. And then everybody else was like, oh my God, oh my God, the light went on and we were all just standing there freaking out and nobody were like, I'm not going in that house, never mind. So whatever we went down there for, which I still do not even remember, but all of us were like, nope, we're out, bye and before we actually all got in the, the side-by-side to leave, the light turned off. And there's nobody in there. Everybody was the concert. Um, it, it wasn't like anybody had access to the place because it's um, on the other side of it. Like, I don't know how to explain it. So, there's our house and then right next to the house was the concert venue. And then Away next to all the farm machinery and stuff was where this house is. It was nowhere near where people were actually uh, partying and listening to music. So there's nobody in there. I have no idea what it was. Uh, That house has always been very creepy. I had to live in it for just a short time when I was um, out of high school and decided I didn't know what I wanted to do after after I had dropped out of college. And I hated living in that house. (laughs) Um, There was always noises in the second floor, and then nobody was up there. It was just, it's just been a really, it's always been a creeped out freaking house that nobody wants to stay in. (laughs) so anyway that's my spooky story (laughs) for this time um I do have more they're fabulous by the way um and I just wanted to say thank you guys for being patient and and um putting up with the delay this week I wanted to have this out on Halloween so goddamn bad and just it just didn't happen so it is coming out late but at least it's coming out (laughs) right I am going to put in this little disclaimer, the audio for the recordings is a little more quiet than uh, the audio I normally use for the podcast, so make sure you turn up your volume when the stories start, okay? All right, sorry about that. So, I guess I'll quit babbling and let you guys listen to these stories. (laughs) All right.
1: Hello beautiful souls, my name is Rena Dwelly. I am a master dowser, master geomancer, and spiritual alchemist. I live in North Dakota, and my spooky story begins October 2018. I was hired to do an advanced space clearing at a house for a family who They raised their children in this house. They had lived there for 30 plus years, and um, it was time for them to move on into a beautiful condo where they didn't have to worry about lawn care and all that other business that goes along with being a homeowner. And as I went to do this clearing, I knew very little about this family. I did know that there was a death in the family, and I did know that it occurred in this house. Now, when I go to do a space clearing in a home like this, I don't necessarily use herbs like sage and that kind of stuff. I I work with quantum frequencies, so I open up a positive vortex, I call in these quantum light frequencies that look like rainbows, and um, they each hold a specific quality to do my work. It's very powerful, very transformational. So I took my dousing rods and I I walked into this house and there was scentsy pots. I mean like three or four scentsy pots going. So there was overwhelming wafting of apple spice (laughs) cinnamon something. Um, I could smell the undertone though. It smelled like rotten air which is a telltale sign of very icky energy in the home. So I used my dowsing rods and I checked the energy frequency and it was like a negative 35, which um, that tells me that the energy is very low beta and it's almost like a portal to hell, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, I followed my dowsing rods into the home to see if there was a negative vortex that existed in this space. And there was, I was able to find it on the top level of the home. So I knew that I needed to go to the basement. And as I walked into the basement, the overwhelming smell just got worse and worse. Um, I, I followed my rods. My L rod was spinning counterclockwise to guide me straight to this negative vortex. And it was pretty large. Um, And with a negative number like that for the energy frequency, I knew that it was a pretty large vortex. Um, So I was sitting on the outer rim of the vortex, which at this time in present time looked like a family room. They had a pool table set up, all kinds of stuff, Uh, but it didn't feel very happy. Um, When I sat down, I could feel the energy of the vortex pulling me. It was very, um, very overwhelming. I was very dizzy. Um, I I just didn't feel right. I didn't feel normal. And it's hard to explain that feeling. Um, it's, it's almost like when you go to a really high, like if you're traveling in the mountains, like when you get up there, there's a certain pressure, the air changes, it kind of pulls you in, you feel a little off kilter. Uh so I close my eyes and um the family is present when I'm doing this clearing. I close my eyes and um what I see is sometimes a lot different than what the people who are with me see. So I'm trying to keep my cool as I'm as I'm going about my business and the floor starts shaking. I'm like what in the heck is happening here? I mean, it it was shaking but I didn't say anything because I didn't want to scare anybody. (laughs) All of a sudden, the matriarch of the family says, oh my God, do you feel that? The floor is shaking. And I said, yes, yes, I do feel that. Um, And I tried to stay as calm as possible. This is something I had never experienced in all my years of space clearing. It was kind of a unique experience. (laughs) so time goes on i'm, I'm working i'm calling on frequencies this family is a big part of the work that i do because i feel like um like they should know what i do and it almost creates energetic responsibility for the people um so then all of a sudden there was this moaning i'm, I'm serious it was like watching a horror flick this underlying deep moaning and groaning And again, I'm like, Oh my God, what is happening here? But I didn't want to scare anybody. So again, I didn't say anything. And the matriarch of the family says, Oh my God, do you hear that? (laughs) And I did. (laughs) I was like, yes, yes, I do. (laughs) Um, It was their son who had passed away in the house and he had brought with him a ton of souls who were ready to be released into this portal. Um, the negative vortex I was sitting in happened to be square in his bedroom. And this is actually where he, um, he had committed suicide and was found right smack dab in this negative vortex. He came through, he was able to say goodbye to his family, and as a medium, I can help him do this. So um, my work is incredibly beautiful, very therapeutic. Um, This was one of the most profound experiences I've ever had um, with a family like this. Again, it was almost like something out of a movie. I'm not sure I will ever experience anything like this again, as it's not quite like this. (laughs) Um, But in the end, it was absolutely beautiful. He had helped usher these other souls into the portal to be able to move on to the next piece of their journey. At the end of the space clearing, uh, there was a noticeable shift in the air. It almost gets like brisk, cool, like not in a bad or creepy way, but you can just feel the shift in the air and it feels like, like you're, um, I don't know, fresh mountain air. I would explain that that way. Um, the smell had completely disappeared. Uh, I closed up that vortex and, um, what the family didn't tell me is that they had had the house on the market for about, six months previous with nobody, not a single person looking at the house, um, to buy it. And after I had closed the vortex within two days, they had a flood of people looking at the home, um, and it sold within a month. So, um, pretty incredible changes there. Um, and the family felt very at peace knowing that their loved one had moved on to his next piece of his journey. Now, the story goes, like I said, he was found in his bedroom. After this event happened, they knocked down all the walls in the basement and created this family room for them to be able to spend time as a family together and create beautiful memories. However, um, with the overwhelming stench, nobody could stand to be down in the basement. Um, and right above where the negative vortex was led to the parents' bedroom and they ended up suffering a lot of health issues, um, lung disease, hip replacement issues. I mean, these people really weren't that old, you know, for them to be experiencing such detrimental, um, problems in their lives. But in reality, a negative vortex creates so many, um, issues such as pulling you into these deep, dark spaces, um, creating depression, addiction, suicidal tendencies, um, again, health issues such as disease, physical disease. Um, there, the list goes on. It's, um, So that's my spooky story, and I just had to share that one with you. (laughs) May your day be filled with love, light, and magic.
2: My name is Peggy Ewing Casper. When I was a little girl, I used to spend quite a bit of time at my great aunt's house. I'd spend the weekends with them. Everyone was in bed, and I decided I needed to get up and go get a drink downstairs in the kitchen. This was a three-story house. For some reason, I thought bathroom water and kitchen water was different. not sure where that came from, but that's what I thought. So I go downstairs to the kitchen, get my drink, and I was kind of wandering around, uh, goofing off, before I went back upstairs and went back to bed. Well, I started to go back up the stairs, and all of a sudden, I walked through an absolutely freezing cold spot on the landing on the steps. Well, that scared me, obviously, because I wasn't sure why there was an icy cold spot on the stairs, so I started almost running up the stairs. And I felt something behind me and I turned and looked when I was almost to the top of the stairs and there was a mist behind me and it was following me. Well, of course I was terrified. (laughs) So I ran back the rest of the way and jumped into bed. And when I looked in the doorway of the bedroom, there was a mist, a figure of a person standing there. And I was really afraid then. I pulled the covers up over my head and she laid there for quite a while, and then when I pulled the covers back down, the mist and the figure was gone. The next day, I was telling my uh, cousin what, what had happened, and she, she started getting out a photo album, for whatever reason, and showed it to me, and asked me if anyone there looked familiar. And I looked, and I said, yeah, kind of looked like that lady. Well, it turned out to be my great aunt Betty. So evidently, she knew I was out of bed when I shouldn't have been, and she was making sure I went back upstairs and went to bed like I was supposed to. So that's my ghost story. <laughs> and that was uh, one of my first experiences with a real spirit. Thank you. Bye.
3: Hello, my name is Shelley Leggett and I own Lavender Potions. I am a psychic medium and a practicing witch. And I have stories uh, probably for days about stuff that I've been through in my lifetime. I think the one that probably impacted me the most was in 1987. And Um, A few years earlier, my mother's best friend had passed away in a very tragic car accident um, in a horrific way. And as soon as she died, my mother um, immediately started to see signs that her best friend was hanging around. And my mom's best friend was very defensive of anything that my mother wanted. So if my mother didn't want it done, then it wasn't going to (laughs) happen. Because she would step in and make sure of it. So um, we're going to refer to this ghost and her name as um, Susie. Because I'm trying not to use her real name. So Susie was my mom's best friend. And when I moved back in with my mother in 1987 after I graduated from high school... I would have conversations with my mom, and of course, you know, my being a young teenager, I thought I knew everything, and my mom and I would have disagreements. One night I was sitting on the couch, and we were in this little apartment, right, a little one-bedroom apartment with a galley kitchen, and I'm sitting there having a disagreement with my mom, and I basically just looked at her and said, you're absolutely wrong, and I refuse to listen to anything that you have to say. (laughs) And Susie immediately took the kitchen cabinet, which was closed, mind you, and the door popped open and slammed shut. And I went, what the hell was that? And my mom said, oh, did I forget to tell you that Susie is around me all the time ever since she died? And I said, uh, yeah, you failed to mention that. And um, so like that slamming of the cabinet had immediately changed the energy of the room, right? It changed the vibration and it lowered it again. And I said, does this happen all the time? She said, Absolutely. So I kind of worked myself up into being angry sitting there and I looked at her and I said, so if I started cussing at you and she said, you can try it, but it's not going to turn out good. So I started sitting there talking to her and saying some things that were inappropriate, but I'm like purposely trying to do this. And my mom used to have tons of pictures hanging on the wall. And so I started saying things that I shouldn't have said and pictures started flying off the wall, like coming at me, flying off the wall. And I was like, holy crap. So I immediately jumped up and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) I won't do it again. Picked up the pictures, put them back on the wall. And as if that wasn't bad enough, um, we were driving down the road one day and my mom had this, um, she had a vehicle. And I don't even remember what the vehicle was, to be honest with you. But it was back in the day, which, you know, unless you're my age or older, you probably don't know what these are. Back in the day when cars had the push buttons for radios And so my mom wanted to listen to country and me being 18, 19, I wanted to listen to rock or hip hop or, you know, whatever it was that I was listening to back then. All 80s music, of course. And my mom said, I don't want you to change a channel. And I said, well, I don't really care. I don't want to listen to this stuff. So I pushed the button where I knew my radio station was and the thing scooted over and went to my radio station. As I'm singing along, my mom says, you're going to regret that. And I'm singing along, bouncing and being all happy. And the next thing I know, she pushes a button and puts it back. And I said, regret what? You just put it back. It's not that big of a deal, mom. So I push my button and I put it back. And I start singing along. And my mom pushes the button to put it back. And I said, mom, stop. Come on, that's about enough. And I push my button. And she goes, look, here's the deal. This is my car, my rules. You listen to my music. I said, I really don't want to listen to your music. So I push the button the third time to put it back to where it belongs and I literally stared at the radio waiting so if my mom went to push the button, I could grab her hand and tell her no. Totally not anything I should have been doing at 18. I get it. I understand that. But I'm watching the radio. Next thing I know, the damn channel goes, and goes right back to <laughs> the country station. Not even remotely kidding. And I'm looking at this going, "Uh, Mom? And she said, I told you, you were going to regret that. When are you going to understand that Susie will always fall to the radio back to where I want it. If I would have told her it was okay, then the radio station would have stayed. And I didn't believe her. So I said, okay, well, can we do it now? She's like, sure. So I pushed my radio, right? And I said, okay, so is it allowed to stay here? My mom's like, sure, I don't care. And the radio station stayed right where it was. And I just was like, I'm not even remotely going to mess with this anymore. So from that point on, I absolutely refused to argue with my mother because I didn't want to have to deal with Susie and her vengeance and her outcome. (laughs) Again, I want
0: to say thank you to everybody who who sent in your stories. Thank you for taking the time out of your day and to send those in. I really appreciate it. I know Mercury has really put a wrench in a lot of people's plans. So it does mean a lot that you took the time to deal with technology and send me those stories. I really, really appreciate it. And they were all fabulous. So thank you. Next week, I'm going to get back into the swing of things. Um, less spooky shit, more witchy stuff. (laughs) Um, I have an interview that I conducted with a pagan family in the area. I wanted to know how they integrate their pagan beliefs into, you know, their child's upbringing. Do they? Do they hide it from their kids? Do they incorporate it? How does that actually work? I thought it would be fun for the month of er, February. Holy hell. Somebody give me a coffee. (laughs) Anyway, I thought it'd be cool for some of November to kind of focus on the family. Um, I am grateful for my family. I love that my little family here is cool with me integrating my pagan beliefs into their like Americanized stuff. So like Thanksgiving for me is a fake holiday. (laughs) (laughs) But I go ahead and I set up a gratitude altar, and I really try to focus on what I am grateful for. I incorporate some deities and things like that, and I will share that in the next episode. But I really wanted to show you what a pagan family looks like in the Midwest, um, in Nebraska. (laughs) So I'm very excited to share that with you. And then the rest of the month, I'm going to be sharing things that you can do with your family. I'm going to have like a little craft item or an activity that I will incorporate into to each episode so that you guys have stuff you can do with your with your little kids or if you don't have kids it's stuff you can do by yourself (laughs) so anyway um as always you can get a hold of me um witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com you can email me with questions if you want to be on the show or if you have something cool that you sell that's witchy or pagan or uh, metaphysical get a hold of me because I do have some sponsorship um spots opened, and I'm very, very interested in connecting with listeners who are uh, in the business, in the metaphysical business. I would love to support you um, by advertising on the podcast for you. And if you would like to get me on Instagram, I'm at Woman Podcast. You can also Catch me on Twitter. I'm getting better at it. (laughs) Danae underscore sweet underscore. And then where else am I? Oh, Facebook. Duh. You can get me on Facebook. Um, Go to Witchy Woman Podcast. That's our page. So go ahead and like that and follow it because that's where I post all the new episodes. If I'm doing any giveaways, when we have live videos, a lot of times I will do them there. Um... Also, you can get our group, get into our group. It's called Witchy Woman Friends. It's a closed group. So you have to click join and I will approve you. But what that does is give you access to a free group where we talk about all things metaphysical and witchy. So you can post whatever you want in there, and your friends list isn't going to see what you're posting if you're not out of the closet yet. So it's an amazing, very, very supportive group, and I thank you guys for being such a cool group. And then if you want more, then we have the WW Coven, and those are for podcast supporters, so for the, for the Patreon group supporters. And that you can, so the way that works is you go to patreon.com slash podcast. The link will be in the show notes and you'll uh, join any of the tiers there and any of those get you into the Covenant group. I will, uh, you send an, I send an email with a password in it after you join and then you have the password to join the group. Man, that sounded convoluted, but it's really not that difficult. (laughs) I'm just rambling. I've had too much coffee and maybe that's my problem today. I don't know. So anyway, (laughs) that group, we do live videos, um, rituals, spells, a lot of um, interaction as far as um, it's a little more than the free group because we do rituals and Q&As and we talk about the episodes a little bit more um, as far as live videos in, in, in that group. So Anyway, all of that will be in the show notes. I also will have each of the people that did the spooky story this week. I will have their business uh, information in the show notes. So if you would like to get a hold of any of them, you can click on the links and you can get a hold of them for the services that they provide. I want to say thank you one more time to those ladies. Thank you so much for getting those stories to me and sharing um, with all of all of the listeners. I really appreciate it. So I guess that's all I've got at this point. So I guess until next time, stay witchy. Bye-bye.